I can see you out there, Kelly. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. <laughs> Arizona Sports, our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. All right. Always good to talk to our next guest, Wolf. Kellen Olsen, who I've, he's been on sabbatical for, I don't know, a couple months, I think he's been going. Oh, somebody else has been on sabbatical this summer. Is that what you're saying? This is, yeah, he's not quite at the level you are, but <laughs> anytime Kellen gets more than two hours off, I, I get worried. Oh, my goodness. Killer, are you there? Hey, I'm here. Yeah, that's the longest vacation I've taken since I've been here. I miss you guys. Can't wait to see you later. So, Killer, I, I just want to know, where'd you go? What'd you do? Went to uh, Big Sky, Montana, Wolf, a beautiful part of the country if you've never been. Beautiful weather, beautiful scenery. Went up to Yellowstone Park, did some fishing in the Gallatin River, did the whole deal. <laughs> wow. Had a great trip. Wow. <laughs> so did you do that alone? This is how you unwind did it with, that season. Did it with uh, Papa Bruce, uh, Father Olson, as, he, as he's known around this part. <laughs> that uh, is he's born awesome. born and raised from in the Bozeman area, little family trip, yeah. Father Olson, I like it. Sounds great. Well, Kellen, uh, a bunch of stuff happens even while you were gone because there is no off season for this team anymore. Um, let's let's start in. Uh, let's start with the schedule actually, and just the way this has played out, where the Suns now are such a high profile team, not just here but now nationally, where they're opening the season against Chris Paul and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, the Warriors, and they're playing another Christmas Day game and. You know, opening the preseason against Monty Williams. What what jumped out to you when you saw the schedule for the first time? I was just looking for the immediate matchups that I was looking forward to the most. I think the number one thing for me was when they were going to play Brooklyn first, yes. when the Twins were going to be back in Somebody Phoenix else. first. Yes. I think that's in January, I want to say, off the top of my head. I, I briefly looked at it for two minutes, then went back to being outdoors because I'm supposed to be on vacation even if I can't help myself as we're going to talk about the DeAndre games I watched when I should have been on vacation but to that (laughs) point um, the opening game with with Chris Paul I think the attention will be on the Chris Paul matchup for sure but I think it's super interesting that we're going to start the season with a team that theoretically has the defensive pieces to match up with the Suns if you look at Wiggins and Draymond and Clay. That's a pretty good defensive trio. I think I think Clay has fallen off a bit defensively, but Draymond is still up at that level. Wiggins is phenomenal. And those three, it's like, okay, can a team guard this trio that the Suns have? We're going to see that. And I'm just really looking forward to seeing how that dynamic starts off. And to start it with a test like that, it's going to be pretty exciting. So when I say DeAndre Ayton <laughs> and the Bahamas, what comes to mind with you? Moment, opportunity, uh, just something that was really cool for DeAndre to go through. I think that the competing for your country is always a really special thing. I know that there was like some quotes yesterday where DeAndre said something along the lines of like, these are like the best teammates I've ever been around. Like that's, that's the experience that everyone has with international play because it's just such a special moment for them to compete for their country in any kind of setting. And the thing is like, they're just trying to get to the Olympics. You can imagine how he'll feel about it if they get to the Olympics, but the Bahamas has never qualified for the Olympics in basketball. They've never even qualified for the FIBA World Cup. So for them to potentially get there now, uh, it's a huge moment for them as like a, as a country and for the sport in that country because they were ranked in like the 50s or the 60s as a country, but that was before they got three really, really good NBA players on their team. They could have a fourth next. They were, they were missing Kai Jones, who would have helped them for sure, but then they could be getting Clay Thompson next summer. 
as well. And it's like really establishing them as a basketball country and for DeAndre to be able to do it and for them to do it against a team like Argentina, who now is going to miss the Olympics for the first time because of, since 2000 because of them. Uh, it was just a huge moment for him, and you could see – how happy and elated they were after the fact for them winning that tournament and what it meant to them. And just like a really cool overall basketball experience for him to go through. And I think I take more uh, from that than anything that really happened on the floor. Yeah. We're talking to Kellen Olson Uh, in terms of what happened on the floor. You know, it's a few games. It's great to see and everything. Um, But part of me just wanted to kind of write that off as, okay, it's a few games. But then there's the part where you hear Buddy Heald speaking so highly of D.A. And you hear Eric Gordon speaking so highly of D.A. And you see how other teams were defending the Bahamas, really focusing on D.A. And I just wonder, Kellen, the the people, and I know they've showed up in your timelines a lot over the last five years, that are just the relentless, they're going to support D.A. no matter what. Part of what they have pointed to is he's not getting the opportunity to be the guy with the Suns, and he shouldn't with this roster, but he kind of is getting to be the guy with the Bahamas, or at least one of the two, and it's working. Do you do you read anything into that? I'm not sure if I read anything into it per se, but it was it was just really good to see him play in, in, in a positive way, if that makes sense. That's yeah. just what I mean by that, like his energy, his demeanor, and just the way that he was going after every possession with confidence. I, the piece that I wrote on ArizonaSports.com after the first matchup against Argentina, like I was inspired to write it while I was away just because that was the first time I had seen DeAndre play like that defensively since the Western Conference Finals in 2021. And I know that me comparing a team with no NBA players at all featuring a starting lineup that has a 40-year-old Carlos Delfino who was last in the NBA in 2013 to a team in the Western Conference Finals. That's where people get carried away with the comparison. But I'm just saying in terms of his intensity and how focused he was defensively and how he dominated nearly every possession he was out there for, that's the guy that I saw. And for him to find confidence and consistency, that's the number one thing. Like Josh Jackson, Dragan Bender, Marquise Chris, I know a lot of people listening think they suck and they're horrible basketball players. They're extremely talented basketball players, but they were never confident enough or consistent enough. And that's always the thing with younger players. And DeAndre has already found a level of confidence and consistency that far surpasses what those three guys found. But there's another level or two for him to really untap what he has and what we've seen him be capable of in the past. And it's little moments like this that could – could unlock it. Like we, we always have to mention the could factor with him. You guys know where I ultimately land on the side of that discussion. But with that being said, you guys know my, my terminology on this sometimes. Like, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Like, this turned out to be a good thing. It, it, it helped build up his confidence, surely. And he played really well overall, as he should have against that level of competition. Yeah, that I mean, that is the question right there, though. But do you think this is going to have any improvement in DeAndre Ayton as a player when he shows up with the Suns jersey on? I think so because it's undoubtedly going to have him come in with a better mindset of if they would have lost. And then that's where I kind of go back to the good thing or a bad thing. Like them them qualifying and them qualifying the way that they did where DeAndre dominated a, a number of those moments across those games. And even in the final, like his, his presence wasn't felt necessarily nearly enough as in the first matchup when he dominated, but he still grabbed 21 rebounds. Like he was the pure interior force that you were looking for. He was there as a finisher around the rim when the ball was getting to him on a team that didn't really have a natural point guard to get him the ball. Um, I, I do think it's going to have an impact on him. Now, is it to the point where you should watch that and act like everything has changed and this is suddenly a new DeAndre? No, I, I don't think so at all. But I think it's a good step in the right direction. Honestly, just it seems like a really good moment for him because you guys remember that quote from a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago where he, it seemed like he had really 
not only taken to heart, but it understood the conversation around him and just how volatile it was and how uh, hated he was as a player for a lot of these fans. And like he's been posting these posts lately about just being hated and being underappreciated and being someone who people bet against and all that kind of stuff. Like it seems like he's really taking that to heart. So maybe that is where this turn will finally come or it won't. I don't know. I've, I've stopped guessing now. Yeah. Kellen, real quick before we go to break, and very different players, very different points in their careers, but you've covered Devin Booker for his son's career. What sort of differences did you notice in him when he started to get to play internationally with these with really good teams? Yeah, the thing that was special with Book was that he went from the finals to the Olympics, and I think it was like less than 48 hours mm-hmm. after they had been eliminated. He was already playing in that first, in one of those first games, and he was able to seamlessly fit into what that team needed because that team had so much star power. It had Kevin Durant, it had Damian Lillard, it had Jason Tatum, it had all these guys like like Devin Booker. It needed guys who could fit in and do like the Mikel Bridges glue guy stuff. And there was Devin Booker like full court pressing. There he was like battling with Rudy Gobert for post position on switches. Like he was doing all this little stuff and to the point on DeAndre like that's what that Bahamas team needed him to be was be a true interior force be a little bit more of a consistent presence offensively and that's what he was and I thought I saw a little bit of that in uh, DeAndre as well like they're there it's always fun to see them in different environments like that to see how they'll adapt and how they'll change and I thought DeAndre did very well for himself uh, with the situation but I mean more excited to see him next July because that's when the competition will really step up for him Kellen great to have you back man thank, thank you, thank you. thanks guys